0: Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Autastic, Comedian's Guide to Autism. I'm one of your hosts, Kirk Smith, and my co-host, as always.
1: Graham K., everybody, that's me. How you doing? I'm in New York. That's Kirk over in L.A., uh, and we are doing it by phone. Sound quality is good, though, because we have purchased good sound equipment. We had a couple comments from listeners being like, how is it so good if you're on phone? Well... Thanks to your Patreon donations, we were able to purchase better uh, sound recording equipment. um, And through the miracles of uh, uh, of God, not science, we are able to (laughs) meld them together. um, (laughs) Right off the bat, right right off off the (laughs) bat.
0: And uh, (laughs)
1: this is the comedian's guide to autism. Everybody, we are not experts. We are not scientists. We are just. Two guys trying to figure it out. Um, I have a younger brother with autism. Um, He's great. He is 33. Kirk has a son with autism who is 19 years old. Um, And he is also great. J.J.'s the man. And uh, you, Kirk, just got off the phone with uh, J.J.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, through the miracles of God, uh, I was given yep. a son, and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, my son is uh, doing good. We do his daily call every day. The time kind of varies based on his uh, schedule, but it's usually around 11 uh, Pacific Standard Time, and...
1: Um, I love that he's got a schedule. That's good.
0: He's got an intense schedule, and he was not into it today. Yesterday, we had a nice little Engaging call today. We had more of a. Uh, I'm 19. Leave me alone. I'm busy with my videos. Call. So right. um, yeah, he did not want to engage very much. I took a couple shots from the old telephone, and I will post them on the old Instagram. And he's non—he's uh,
1: non, he's non-verbal for our new listeners. So you know, it, it's not—he's not verbal, the most-
0: but through prompting, he will repeat stuff and say hi and blow me a kiss and things like that. If you really. Push him a little bit, so um, usually on that call I try to get him to interact a little bit. Just a couple minutes, just a couple minutes, buddy. Just fake it, just fake it for dad. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so, so we did. Still did the call though, so that's good. And um, he saw you briefly. Yeah, he looked up a few times and smiled. And uh, yeah, he's doing. He's doing good though. It's not. It warms my little. It eases my concern when I get to see him. Just see he's doing okay, and he's busy with his videos, and yeah, good, good. Now you've got uh, you've heard from Peter this week. You got, there's a letter, I understand. How's Peter doing with his drinking, uh, his commitments?
1: Well, um, a couple things. Um, so there was a uh, the hurricane in Ottawa, which is like unheard of. A hurricane uh, in
0: Ottawa. I didn't know it could go that far north. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, it's insane, and um, it and, and anyway, a lot. It like knocked out a couple generators, and a large portion of the city did not have power for a couple of days, which is crazy. And that meant that Peter had to leave his apartment uh, and go stay with my parents. Now, if you've been following the past few episodes, Peter has been staying at my parents' home while they were on vacation and he's being a dutiful son and he can't he hates staying there uh and he loves his own apartment and could not wait to get back and when they got home from their month-long vacation he wouldn't even let them uh drive him home he just wanted to go he just got on the bus and left. that's how much he wanted to be home um so anyway flash forward like Five days later, now he's back at my parents' house because his place has no power, and um, and he's fine. The power's back, and and he's back. But I was talking to my parents, and I was like, "So, you know, what's how's it going?" And, Pe- and it, my, my mom was like, "Well, Peter's doing well. You know, he's annoyed to be back here, and he wants to go back to his apartment. But we had to explain to him that a lot of people don't have any power, and they have to stay in their dark apartment. At least you have TV." At least you have um, steak and uh, you have beer, so you'll be fine. And he was like, okay. And I was like, wait a second. Peter's Mom, Peter's trying not to drink until um, October. What's, what's going on there? And uh, he, she's like, I had no idea. And I'm like, well, I'm telling you now. Let's support him on this, you know. And she's like, I had no idea. Uh, through no prompting of us, he was, he's been sneaking beers all day. and so i got to talk to this guy you know i talked to him yesterday didn't bring it up because he was he was sort of you know in a mood and i didn't want to like rock his boat too much but i do have to talk to him about it but um so that's no longer happening he gave it a shot um he lasted probably uh, i don't know how long he lasted i think if i had to guess he would have lasted maybe three four weeks but um who knows if he was lying to me the whole time you know just cuz he knows that he should he sh- you know he so who knows he he's been known to sort of do little white lies and, and then you find out he's been lying cuz he just does not want to deal with the social pressure which is you know everyone does it but i forgot that sometimes you forget peter does stuff like that you know he's got his own little life too you think you know everything but he's got his own little thing right so it's uh you know that's a little frustrating but um he did lose some weight. He is doing better. Um, he uh, he had to go back to um, the uh, his apartment, and they didn't have um, uh, power for a few days. Like I said, at his apartment, so they had to throw in a bunch of groceries. And it right. turns out he's been like hoarding stuff. Like he's I think he's so bored or so obsessive and and bored that he goes shopping to take up hearts of his week and because he's got nothing else to keep his you know his idle mind from going about thinking about the past being bullied about the past so he's like obsessively shopping grocery shopping he had like four cartons of milk he's like buying stuff letting it going bad then throwing it out then buying more right you know. so my my mom writes this letter and she's like hope that you're enjoying your apartment once again um oh yeah this is to peter okay um, yeah, this is, I guess this is a message from her to Peter up during apartment once again, after the hurricane, dad and I were glad to help with the cleanup of your fridge. Dad did mention to me that you had bought a lot of groceries that had rotted. So I am suggesting that I help you make a list of what you should buy each week. Example, don't buy the large two liter, two liter, um, packages of milk. Uh, Buy only the small ones like we do and don't buy another one until you only have enough milk for one Breakfast left also don't buy too much meat I will help you use the calendar to plan your menus so that you buy just enough for the week I know that this might be confusing to you, but we can help save lots of money if you won't be wasting food That's another thing. We don't know how much Money he's been wasting. Yeah, right He's been wasting some, some pretty significant money, I guess. Just, you know, and I knew that he had like six Windex things or whatever. And I was like, well, it's not going to go bad, whatever. Um, he just liked to have a, a a full clip of Windex or cleaning supplies, you know. And if, when that was out, he'd re- redo it And now. So I don't know. But, yeah, so that's, I, I, remember, I mean, he did mention it. I got that email after he, after I talked to him, and he or he mentioned it and was like, "Yeah, you know, it's fine." I'll, 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 he seemed open to it, so that that's good. Right. He's not being stubborn about it, which he normally is about everything. So that's what's happening with Peter.
0: He's well, maybe well. the power outage was a blessing in disguise. Yeah, to get him to to get a little insight into how he's living. Yeah, totally, totally, yeah. That's great, man. Uh, do you want to do uh, do you want to do it in the news? Should we do it in the news?
1: Yeah, we can do it in the news.
0: Let's do it. This article is uh, from Rolling Stone, uh, which is less fo- focused on music than I initially realized when I was a kid. <laughs> it's a lot of of reporting that's uh, unrelated to music. Uh, mm-hmm. Graham, you want to you want to tackle this week's uh episode, this week's uh, article?
1: Yeah, I found it. And also, uh, I'm going read to read it because AI found it. You know, I find articles, uh, I would say a third to half the time. and uh, But usually you read it. But the main reason is you have construction going on in the background. I don't know if you guys can hear it. Uh, but there's like, when we were setting up the audio, there's like a guy, it sounded like he was just like hammering uh, your door. Just hitting your door with a hammer.
0: It's so, technically a jackhammer out in the street, but yeah, that's yeah. what it sounds like.
1: <laughs> so, just in case it's too loud on your end. It sounds, so far it's been good, but we'll see. Anyway, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to see, and, and it'll be your opportunity to make fun of me.
0: You know? <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be great. I'm sure oh, I uh, think so too. behind mm-hmm. your back I will make fun of you tons, but to your face i will be nice.
1: No, no, it's fine. Let me just get a little sip of coffee here, lube up the old throat. You know, it's a big de- debut. mmm <laughs> Anyway, okay, this is in Rolling Stone magazine, Uh, the title, study, MDMA could help autistic adults with social anxiety, Um, with the subheading, yet another study shows that MDMA, a so-called party drug, could be a a helpful component to therapy, Uh, a little background of MDMA, it's like, uh, came about in the 90s, um, which is the main component of ecstasy. And it was like the um, rave raver drug, dance party drug, uh, the 90s. And now um, kids are uh, taking it as Molly, which is mostly MDMA. Which uh, anyway, here we go. Uh, don't ask me how I know that. New new research shows <laughs> that MDMA, the chemical, you get an comp- insight
0: into Graham's <laughs> life. But go ahead. Okay. <laughs>
1: I have, I've, 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 I've had a fun life. Um, um, new, research re- shows, <laughs> new research shows that MDMA, the chemical compound found in the street drug ecstasy, may help adults with autism cope with the social anxiety and oft, often associated with the disorder. Charles Grobe, MD, and Alicia Danforth, PhD, researchers at the Los Angeles Biomedical Research Institute at Harbor UCLA Medical Center, gave either MDMA or a placebo to 12 participants with autism in this small pilot study. During the two eight-hour psychotherapy sessions, they used the Leibowitz Social Anxiety Scale uh, to measure participants' anxiety levels before the treatment and one month after the second session. Participants who received the drug showed that 44% Point one percent reduction of their social anxiety, compared to a 19.3% reduction in the placebo group. Uh, side note, it's amazing that placebos work on people with autism. I guess it would matter on the uh, where they are on the spectrum. Okay,
0: moving placebo on. Placebo effect, that's a thing, man, right? They do that with For pets sure. even, it works, yeah. That's
1: amazing. Their results uh, were published earlier this month in the peer-reviewed journal, Psychopharmacology, it's a big one. Um, <laughs> what was particularly notable for, they they gotta think of a better name for that journal. Uh, what, more catchy, um, anyway. What was uh, particularly notable for many of the participants after treatment was their increased self-confidence when interacting in social settings. Um, in an endeavor that in the past they had experienced as overwhelming. Dr. Grobe said in a statement, GROB, We hope that our study will help to establish a foundation for future investigations exploring the safety and efficiency of MDMA in the treatment of social anxiety in vulnerable patient populations. This study grew out of previous research by Danforth into MDMA experience of autistic individuals in non-clinical settings. In that survey, 91% of participants reported increased feelings of empathy, uh, connectedness, and 86% experienced ease of communication. Um, That's what the drug does. Of course it will. Anyway. Though MDMA, um, MDMA's effectiveness in treating other kinds of anxiety has been explored, this was the first study to specifically test the, the effectiveness of MDMA to treat social anxiety. It was also the first study specifically looking at MDMA-assisted therapy for the autistic population. Uh article's almost over. Researchers work closely with the autistic community to develop many aspects of the research, from the treatment of room ambience to the psychotherapeutic approach, says Brad Burge, Director of Strategic Communications for the Multidisciplinary Association of Psychedelic Studies. Wow, maps. Now that's catchy. Who sponsored the study? Burge. Al- who, who sponsored the study? Sorry, Burge also clarified that in the maps research into the drug, uh, potential therapeutic uses, the MDMA was not a treatment in and of itself, but was used in conjunction with MTOC talk therapy, M T A L K therapy. Um, MDMA assisted psychotherapy has shown the greatest promise and the most progress towards becoming publicly available as a treatment for PTSD with the MAPS, leading clinical trials, and pushing for FDA approval for the treatment. If the next phase goes well, MDMA could be available by prescription, holy cow, as soon as 2021. It's also been shown to reduce anxiety in people facing death due to terminal illness. Well, yeah. Uh, just as our completed trials of MDMA-assisted psychotherapy for PTSD, this small pilot study showed that MDMA could be used safely and effectively to improve the effectiveness of, of psychotherapy, Burge says. MAPS is very excited about the results of this study, which, although small, nevertheless highlights the need for additional research into MDMA's use in the treatment of a variety of mental health conditions. Um... Uh, I'm going to skip now. Um, We hope that the good safety profile and encouraging reduction of social anxiety symptoms will inspire funding for new and larger studies, said Dr. Danforth. We are looking forward to sharing what we learned with other researchers and communities committed to improving the quality of care for autistic adults and other populations struggling with social anxiety. Um, Two things. One, you should do... People first language, right? Uh, that's what we talk right? about.
0: Yeah, that's uh, yeah. send your letters directly to Rolling Stone. Let them uh, yeah. let them hear it. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. But it's a great, it's a, it's interesting article. Um, and here's the thing. The other thing I want to say is, um, that's those are just things of what the the drugs do. I mean, I don't. You can't take. You can't take MDMA every day it's bad for you you know it's really bad like i don't understand what the i guess you could take it if you're gonna if you know you're gonna your your kid has to go on a plane maybe you know your the your loved one with autism has to go on a plane or some scenario that is going to be hellish and you know it's going to be hellish you know there's going to be a blow up um but it's a it's also I wonder if it would be scary, you know, if if someone dosed me with MDMA and I did not know. It was coming. You know, I think I would be scared. Somebody so, spiked
0: your your drink with MDMA. Is that happened? Is that a thing?
1: You could. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You could you can uh you could do that. So it's uh, it's or put it in a sandwich or something, a or pill, you know, or whatever. It's so it's it's like what how how you it, it, there should be like a level on the spectrum that is acceptable where you could communicate to the person at being administered this drug that they would have that they would be able to understand to make sure they would right. be cognitively able to understand what is about to happen because i would worry if we gave it to someone like your son that he would be scared be like, what is happening? I mean, yeah. I mean, you feel good, but you feel very different. And if I felt very different, out of the blue, I would be freaked out. And I'm sure at some level, your son knows what his base is, right. and he knows if he shifts from his base, it would be scary. Does that make any sense?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think uh I think all honestly, I feel like all the drugs are are scary in my opinion. Maybe I'm a, a Luddite, but uh but this is a all the stuff drug, makes like, me it's, uncomfortable. It's like
1: not I mean, it's not like I, I mean,
0: mean, the antipsychotics are serious too though. I mean, it's not Yeah, a,
1: but I can't imagine I mean, I I th- maybe they'll make a smaller dose or something or or what? I don't know. Maybe it'll be like a little micro-dose, But I I mean, that's what they do that's what they do in Silicon Valley now. Is all these like creative hacker people, or like not hacker people, like IT people? In the is what they do is they do like micro doses of MDMA and micro doses of uh, uh, psilocybin, which is um, uh, basically magic mushrooms, the active ingredient in magic mushrooms. Huh. So, and they do like a little tiny bit. Um, to sort of expand their mind and get them thinking uh, more creatively I guess and a lot of these those people that work in Silicon Valley are you would call them Asperger's back when you could call you could say the word uh, when Asperger's was a thing and now it's not a thing I don't know what you call it like they're high functioning people mildly autism, on the spectrum mildly you know a lot of social anxiety and They're obviously self-medicating, so maybe this could be a way for those types of people to actually get some legally um, um, controlled substance so you don't get, like, you know, a weird one. I had heard that there's a lot of people in Silicon Valley doing that. Yeah, it's a big thing called microdosing. You can Google it. So Google Silicon Valley microdosing. It's like a thing. And 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 you know so if you can get and you know these people are obviously dealing with social anxiety because they're they're high on the spectrum and maybe that's partly why they're doing it and it's better to get it from the government than from some guy who made it in his bathtub, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, of course. That part I like at least that it's at least regulated. You're not going to have yeah. an overdose. Hmm. So I don't know. I, I been... think it's interesting. I think uh, we've had we have a lot of letters of people talking to us about uh, CBD oil. Yeah. and um have you it's ever done effects that? I have not but uh I, I,
1: I did it once and it and it's it's legal i did yeah. it, i did i did it in a legal setting um I didn't buy it out of some crack van in an alleyway uh and 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 it was like it's basically if you don't know what c b d oil is it's the part of uh it's like the m- marijuana plant that doesn't make you high so you don't feel high you almost don't feel very different but you're kind of more actively thinking you know and you're kind of more calm um to be honest what happened was like they and they sell it at like uh like in new york you can buy it at coffee shops they put it in um they put it in coffee like i saw a chalkboard like cbd coffee you know illegal you're like whoa okay but i didn't do that because i don't I don't know. I don't like taking. I'm a beer guy, you know. I don't like taking a, like, <laughs> drugs. Really, like it's. I do here and there. Like I, I was, you know, but not. I like. I like my base. I like. I like the way my brain works. I like the, the the creative way it works. I like daydreaming. I don't want to be hyper focused. That's when I was. Uh, younger and I was prescribed uh, medication for depression and anxiety and all did that. Did you do
0: Adderall? Did you, did you try I did that Ad, one too? Yeah,
1: Adderall. And I did not like the Adderall because it's basically, Adderall is, um, it's kind of connected to this article that we had just read in a way because Adderall is repackaged speed, like biker speed from the 70s that, that they would sell. And they real they did the same thing. They did a study and they found that speed helped people with blah 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 blah. And then they repackaged it instead of being made in a bathtub somewhere. It was made in a lab, and uh, it's speed. It's you're taking speed every day, you know. And I don't want to <laughs> take speed every day. It helps some people, but it it's it messed up my creative um, process. So I I, I there's. Many many factors. Where were we going? I was gonna say. So. Oh yeah. So I I took CBD oil. <laughs> the lesson is C-
0: grams taking too many drugs. People. No, stay I stay off drugs. I, I, I'm if, just anything, if anything, if <laughs> anything, not uh, enough. <laughs> I sh-
1: you know if if I was like a weed person, I'd probably be more together than I was if I was a, a, a an alcohol person. I, I I don't have addiction issues. I'm very lucky in that regard. Uh, but I probably could. I probably should 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 drink less, like most people. Um, but anyway, moving. I try. I was I was hung over once, pretty badly hung over, uh, and I was staying on a friend's couch in Toronto. And he's a he's a weed guy. I don't know any. I need to, I need like cool people to tell me about weed because I never know what's going on in weed culture. And he was like, "Do you want some CBD oil? You just it's like a little droplet thing, uh, and, you, and you and you and you just do a couple drops in your mouth." And I was like, "What is it?" And he, they told me what it was, and, and I was like, "Okay, if I'm I i do not because." I don't want to, I don't like, I don't want to be high, you know, it's going to make me feel worse, you know, and so I took a couple drops of CBD oil, and it, like, really helped my hangover, and I was able to, like, function, you know, and do shows and stuff like that, so, um, if anything, uh, this episode has been a, um... A view into the seedy underbelly of Graham K and my past, uh, but uh, but I don't know. I, I it's it's this article that it, it sort of w- spoke to me in, in a way because it's like yes, this is interesting, but in a way you're like it's just it's just, I don't know. It's just drug. Of course, you're, you're, is it helping your kids or is it just masking? Is I guess is what I'm trying what I'm trying to say this whole time.
0: Hey guys, you uh, know, and the the twist is Graham tried it at the beginning of this episode and explains uh, this rant. He uh, he tried it at the very. <laughs> I'm just teasing. You. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <can you> imagine. <laughs> I'm just teasing you, buddy. No, um no. that's interesting. Well, uh, oh, you know what? We kind of buried the lead too. How was uh? How was Colbert?
1: Oh yeah, um, I uh, performed stand up on uh late. The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. It has not aired yet. The way they do stand up is, I probably shouldn't have said anything until it was going to air because it's very confusing to like my parents and stuff, and they keep being like, "He's on TV," and then it's like everyone watches The Late Show that night, and it's like Dame Judy Dench, I'm, like that's <laughs> not my son. Um, but they the way they way they do comedy on the Colbert Show is they film it. They film a. Bunch of comedians at once, and then they edit them in throughout the next few months into shows, into l- live shows. Um, so they tape Colbert at like 4 p.m., and it usually airs that night. And um, what they will do is they will edit in um, my comedy sometime in the next couple months. So, you know, I, I honestly. How was the experience, I've, though? It was fantastic. It okay. was really fantastic. I think the set uh, couldn't have gone any. Yeah, sorry, I just went on a real tangent that no one cares about. Uh, but I, yeah, I think it, it could. It, I it went really well. I, I'm I'm proud of it. Um, I'm proud of the material, and um, I was well received by the audience. So I'm happy. It's a little. It went, I went a little long because they those those uh, studio audiences laugh a lot and for a prolonged period of time. And Are they taking so, up
0: your time by laughing too much, those guys? They don't know what, what they're doing to you. <laughs> well, I'm just worried that they're going to...
1: They, because they have they have time constraints, so I'm worried they're going to edit like a minute and a half out of the set and it'll either just be me performing to no applause because they took it out for time or it'll, they'll, you know, m- yeah. make jokes weird. It. But they're professionals and whatever, so...
0: They'll figure it out. That's great, man. I'm excited for you. Um, that's terrific. That's terrific. I'm yeah. excited. I'll um, uh, I'll definitely uh, we'll definitely update you guys when we figure out when it will air, so you can check that out. And we'll try to share that once it uh, once it becomes available. Try to get a little bootleg on our Instagram or something. Uh, I think we did it, guys. Uh, every week we say this. Uh, take a second to follow us on uh, iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you. Listen to your podcast, rate, and review. You can catch me on uh, Kirksmith Comedy on Instagram and uh, Twitter and uh, f- the old Facebook. And uh, Graham, tell us about uh, your social media stuff this week.
1: Uh, social media stuff. Um, I am uh, going to be in uh, Atlantic City um, on the 27th. Uh, of in two in two days. Is this going to air in two days? Sure. Okay. I'm going to be there on the 27th, um, Atlantic City Comedy Club, and on the 28th, uh, I of September, I'm going to be at the Philadelphia Comedy Club in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, headlining two shows. Uh, That's what's Friday. the name of the club? Uh, uh, the Philadelphia Comedy Club.
0: Okay, great. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then what? And then I'm going to LA, baby. I'm going to be in LA from um, doing a bunch of shows in LA October 22nd to 30th. It's going to be a ball. And, um, inst- I'm at Instagram K, um, and I am at Mr. Graham K on Twitter. So that's uh, great. Follow me, um, guys. Like always, I don't know if you stop listening at this point, but if you have, thanks for listening. And um, go to Patreon, donate, uh, sign up for a dollar. Go to p a t r e o n slash autastic. Okay, p a t r e o n dot com slash autastic. And the reason why it's called Patreon is because you can pay us and be a patron of the arts you know so uh, <laughs> it's true be a patron of the arts and uh, it the money does help we don't we don't spend it on um, you know partying we put it back into the podcast we put it into our careers and we help this podcast keep moving moving along trucking along keep it going as a resource um, yeah is that it did we do it
0: that's it we did it guys guys uh, have a great week You can do it.